0: Welcome back, everybody. We are back with a brand new episode this week with both of us back.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back with the both of us now. I mean, it it feels like forever ago, even though it was only like two weeks.
0: So it's good to be back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't really been like usually you and I chat a lot during the week and we just haven't been recently. So uh, it, it feels it feels like forever since we've actually had a conversation.
0: Yep, and that's uh that's basically what we're talking about today too, which is kind of wild.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I you know we'll, we'll get into it, but I did notice that I was like, I, I think I responded to your Snapchat stories here and there, and then yesterday I responded to your food story because I'm jealous of your food, and uh, I'm I was like in my mind I was like, man, I feel like I haven't talked to Christoph in forever. I don't I don't know like I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For reference, the meal that he uh, commented on was uh, <clears throat> five ounces of turkey bacon, ten eggs, two Italian sausages, and a cup of peas.
1: <laughs> Bro, rest in peace your wallet, man. With those eggs, are you shitting me? That's ridiculous.
0: I buy my eggs in pallets.
1: Yeah, you buy a pallet at a time. You have to but get like uh, one of those rolling. No, yeah, no, that's sixty a of
0: them. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant like an actual wooden pallet. I'm like, you got to get like a mini <laughs> forklift or something just to bring it home. But yeah, I used to buy those a lot at BJ's. I used to have eggs a lot. I used to have just about the same. It was like four or five eggs in the morning and then about the same at night. So I'd crush eggs every day. So I'd have to buy a lot at a time. But, yeah.
0: It's just my, my non-training days. I need 10 eggs for my non-training days. So
1: yeah. But, uh, my my do play now has um, Greek yogurt for my final meal, Greek yogurt and one egg. And I'm fucking loving it. It's sick. Because at first I didn't like Greek yogurt, so it's non-fat Greek yogurt. It's just super protein dense. Um, so at first I didn't like it, but then I kind of started fiddling with it. I threw some Equal in it, and then um, I think it's Oikos makes Triple Zero. It's called Triple Zero, and it's all zero everything except for protein, pretty much. So I buy that, and it's flavored, so I don't have to add anything to it. So that's really good. It's just expensive. Greek non-fat Greek yogurt is fucking expensive. Like I think it's like. F- if I want to go as cheap as possible, I get like food Lion brand and that's like four and a half dollars and that'll last me like maybe three or four days, which in the grand scheme of things is expensive for just one thing. It's ridiculous.
0: For yeah, my Greek yogurt in the week, I'm you know, the uh the big like the family tubs basically. Mm. I buy six of those a week. <laughs> six? Yeah, because I need I need basically a cup and a half of Greek yogurt every day. So
1: yeah, I have one cup right now. Um yeah. so you're crushing one every two and a half days. Essentially. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. it's usually five I think it's five servings of three fourths cup, I yep. think. And you're crushing two servings, so that'd be two and a half days. That's wild. Greek yep. yogurt tastes so good though when you add stuff to it. On its own, I'm not a fan of it, but if you add some sweetener or something like to it.
0: Yeah. I was dying when my coach put me on it, but then I asked him if I could blend it and he was like, yeah. So I said, yeah, absolutely. And so now I love it.
1: I asked my coach, um, you know, if there's anything I could add, cause I was like, Oh, it tastes terrible. And then I feel like he got a He kind of got insulted and I was like, no, I don't mean it tastes terrible. I was like, that's a bad wordage. I was like, I don't like it plain. Is there anything yeah. you think I could add to it? And he's just like, Oh, add Stevie and cinnamon. And I'm like, Okay, I could do that. So I just added some equal because I didn't have any cinnamon in it. And it ended up being been really good because that's really all it is. It's It just tastes like regular yogurt, just not sweet at all. Uh, so once you add the sweetener, it's like, oh, it's just like regular yogurt. Um, but when you get that flavored stuff from Oikos or whatever, it's pretty good. There's, not, there's well, no just, sweetener or anything in it, I don't think.
0: It's just tough because we avoid those sugar content so much. And yeah. uh, there's just so few flavored options that aren't like nuking your sugar levels for the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, the amount of stuff that I've had to figure out to like, just get by that, like no sugar and no sweet, like, uh, well, artificial sweeteners fine, but like no natural sweeteners and stuff like that is ridiculous. Um, like natural sweeteners isn't like sugar or anything that adds calories. Um, it's hard. Like I have to buy like the zero sugar, everything, zero calorie, everything. Um, i did buy circle so you guys saw my last episode this circle bottle this thing's fucking awesome get a circle bottle if you can um and then just like having to buy like the seasonings too like seasonings and sauces they're all low calorie that's also hard to buy so that's difficult
0: (laughs) my seasoning is just salt and pepper that's all i use now
1: i hop back and forth i buy basically i look at seasonings all the time whenever i go to the store to see if there's anything new and as long as it doesn't have like sugar in it it's probably zero calories and it's also per usually it's per quarter teaspoon so it's usually not much seasoning in it um as far as like the serving goes so you got to be careful of that because you'll be like oh five calories per serving that's not bad but it's like dude the serving is like half a teaspoon on that thing and you're sprinkling like two teaspoons on or two tablespoons on there like that's a shit ton of calories so you gotta be careful of that. It's it's annoying when seasonings just put a shit ton of sugar in it, and it also sucks too because my favorite barbecue sauce is um, Stubb Sticky Sweet. It's just extremely mm. sweet barbecue sauce, and it tastes so good, but it's just packed full of sugar. So it's like, ah, oh, I can't have that shit now. But Sweet Baby Ray's makes the sh- zero sugar barbecue sauce. That's pretty good. I like their zero sugar stuff. That's pretty good.
0: I'm just so thankful that hot sauces are allowed because. Yes. Uh, i'm a fiend for that stuff like i have a store that i get stuff shipped to me to or from and um i get all the crazy stuff like the the anal blaster 6000 like that's one of my (laughs) favorites like there's they come up with all the wild names and it's just such goofy stuff
1: (laughs) yeah i just buy mine from the local store and i i try out different ones um I have a habanero one right now that's pretty good. It's sweet. I think it's mixed with like a little bit of pineapple juice to make it sweet. Um, and then I got one from Target that's pretty good. It's garlic and Aleppo pepper. That one's pretty good because it adds a little bit of garlic taste to it. That's my problem with hot sauces, which we've talked about, is that it's never for me. It's it's never the hotness that bothers me. It's the flavor. Like they, so many hot sauces rely on just being hot rather than having hot. a good flavor.
0: The hotness is the flavor.
1: (laughs) No, I don't want just hotness. I want good flavor. It needs to taste good.
0: My go-to is literally just a crushed Carolina Reaper. There's nothing else to it.
1: (laughs) No, that's just pain. Like, Like, hotness adds a zing to it that I like, but it also needs to taste good. Like, that's why I don't like Tabasco sauce. Like, the hotness is fine, but it just tastes terrible. Like, it's just not a good tasting sauce um same with like um what's it called uh red red hot or whatever wait, wait. there's another one i forget this although it's a very very popular one you could find it in grocery stores it's a big but bo- you can buy in big bottles forget what it's called frank um, frank's red hot though yeah, the yeah. yeah yeah yes that one that stuff doesn't taste good either so it's like i don't know yeah, i yeah, do love it's
0: not even spicy
1: yeah, exactly. It just doesn't taste good. Um, I do love Cholula, though. Cholula is really, really good. It tastes phenomenal. It's not spicy really at all, but it's it still tastes good. Um, you got to find Cholula a way it.
0: Cholula is also, also good because you can pick up, like, <clears throat> in every grocery store, they have, like, the four different options, which is great. Yeah. Like, vegetable-specific ones, like, that. They, they do a really good job marketing. So that's why, yeah. consumer-wise and, like, it's in every store. Like that's like the goat. It's like a staple. Like every restaurant you go to is probably serving you Cholula hot sauce if you ask for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's good. It tastes good and I'm not upset about it. You know, it's just a lot of them just don't taste good. And like I said, that's my biggest problem with it. And, you know, it's hard to find stuff that tastes good. That doesn't affect the plan, you know, because, you know, we have to eat the same thing every single day. And I mean, I wish I had your food, dude. Like I see your food. I'm like, fuck, like that sounds so good. But you know, my, my meals consist of like eggs, egg whites, uh, chicken rice. I have sirloin every day. I get, um, carne picata, which then I put on the pan and it melts a lot of the fat off of it. And then I scoop that out and I put, uh, I have that with potatoes. So it's like, I just put some garlic salt, um, a little bit of onion powder and some pepper in that. And then I call it a day and it's pretty easy to like kind of measure out. Cause it's like, um, kind of like shredded steak. So it's like in small balls, kind of like you'd, it'd be really good for tacos. Um, like you'd use stuff like that for tacos, but it's still a steak. So it's like figuring out like how to enjoy your meals is also difficult, which we've talked about plenty of times, but it is very difficult. Uh, and when you, I mean, it's exciting to get a new meal plan, but then when you're on that meal plan for like more than a month, it's like, all right, I'm kind of ready for something new um you know that variety is exciting but that's why with the new plan the biggest things he really changed was just 10 more grams of grits before my workout and then also um he added the greek yogurt and he's like i just added the greek yogurt so you can have some variety and i'm like fucking thank you like i'm tired of four meals of chicken every single day so now i have three meals of chicken every day um a steak meal a greek yogurt meal and then in the morning it's just eggs and Ezekiel bread. So it's a good mix. It's a good mix.
0: Yeah. And I think that almost somewhat segues into our topic for the day, because when I'm on my meal plan right now, I'm allowed like variants in terms of like, I, if I need to take a cheat meal or even a whole cheat day at different points, I'm able to do that right now. Like the example I'm going to spit out there is that, uh, this past week, my, uh, I had a pipe burst here in my apartment, and it flooded, and the whole building flooded, so I just couldn't use my kitchen for two days, and I texted my coach, and I was like, hey man, like I can absolutely go get like some options that stay within the plan, but that's not going to happen for the whole day, because it's just not sustainable, and he was like, yeah... You're going through a shit time. You do what you have to do. Just make sure you get to like the calorie count because right now we're just focusing on sizing up and whatnot. Yeah. So I hit like, uh, I try and do it as clean as I can. So I do like a Subway's option. Um, If I'm going to do burgers, I do like five guys just because of how dense their food is. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was kind of allowed to me because my coach realized that I was in a stressful situation. Yeah. And that's kind of... What or that is what we're going to be kind of covering today with today's episode. Um, basically, we're going to be talking about stress as it affects the body and also stress as it affects within our workout plans. Because obviously, yeah. you know, Paul and I are workout deep, like, just we're, we're in there too much. <laughs> uh, and we work out all the time and we get affected, like, we are humans too. And that's what I think a lot of people don't really realize when they see and i'm not at all calling us you know figureheads in the podcast world or anything but uh when they see famous people they assume that there's no they're not human anymore they can handle everything and Mm -hmm. we're and again not saying we're at all famous we're not but (laughs) um to all our international listeners out there they're like no they're they're our favorites um (laughs) but we get affected by stuff too. And that's where we want to kind of take the conversation today. Just because mm-hmm. as we get over the end of the kind of seasonal depression hump, as you know, spring is right around the corner. Um, luckily, Paul doesn't have to deal with it as bad as I do up here.
1: Because <laughs> that's why I left.
0: <laughs> Paul, Paul gets sun all the time. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I actively see snow outside. Like we're in a, ooh, that's a zoa. Nice, nice choice.
1: No, this is a retcon one. Zoa is very good, though. Zoa is very good. Very slept on.
0: Yes. Um, But with seasonal... Like, the seasonal... or Sorry, the time of seasonal depression, which is generally the winter months, just because of how dark it gets and how little sunlight, um, people tend to have a lot rougher of times, and that affects their daily lives. It affects their workouts if they're working out. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we want to take this today. So... Like I was saying earlier, like with my apartment, everything flooded. I was in the ringer of, like, I was going through the ringer in terms of how I was being affected because I couldn't even sleep really properly in my apartment anymore. So I had to figure out alternatives. And right away, it affected my meal, my meal plan. And for you guys who have listened, you know how sacred the meal plan is to Paul and I. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. In, in terms of our gains like meal comes first workout comes second and for that to be affected that takes a big toll on me and I wasn't able to you know feel the same energy levels because that's the purpose of a meal plan like you're you know consistently how you're gonna feel throughout the day um, especially when you get your meals timed up and everything and so you take that factor out and you you're just Naturally going to feel different even if it's not your energy levels you just feel different because something is off and that's kind of how I was and i uh I remember that week <clears throat> I went in for a leg day um from my plan and I got three quarters of the way through the through the workout and I just had to stop i full stop normally I do cardio afterwards too I had to mm-hmm. cut everything out and I texted my coach and I was like, hey man. I just cannot do that. Like I cannot finish this lift. I'm I was at the point of falling asleep too, because I wasn't sleeping at the time. Um, And all of that leads to stress Uh, and our bodies can handle some stress, but uh, extended periods of stress is a no go and high amounts of stress is a no go. Mm-hmm. So in terms of workouts, uh, they just actively get affected. Some people are able to, you know, harness stress and use that as something they use in the gym and actually push themselves harder, which I can see it. But in this situation, it just did not work for me, and uh, I'm glad that my coach was as open about it as he was and helping me out. And mm-hmm. that's when he also sent me uh, the first time he's ever complimented my physique. He sent that, and uh, that was that was a big hype. What moment. did he say? Uh, He just said you're because I texted him saying, "Uh, I don't feel like I'm doing this like this, basically just downing myself the whole way through. And he said, you're actually doing really well. And that was Mm -hmm. that little bit right there was like, all right, let's refocus. And Mm -hmm. uh, overall, it just that whole situation just crushed my mental. And the mental is a big part of what we use in the gym. So
1: what, um, I wanted to ask you this. So you're on the second floor. How did like, how did the pipe burst affect you? Was it in your kitchen that the pipe burst happened?
0: So normally I'll set my dishwasher before I leave for the day. Um, like if I have a load of dishes that I need done and it was right after a, well, regular temperature, uh, I think negative seven wind chill, negative 30, I think. Um, yeah, that was, that was a rough weekend. Yeah. And I just said it. I went to go. I think I went back to my parents place in a couple towns over to do some laundry. And then on the way back, I got a text from the people living beneath me saying, hey, our apartment is completely flooded. You don't even want to see the basement. Get back here when you can. And I was like, Ah shit. And it was it was the line from the water main to the dishwasher. And Uh that just hit the floor. My kitchen floor is linoleum. So it just slid right off that and just pooled right in the center. There's a spot in like the center of my apartment that is just like dipped in. And I can, I, I think the floorboards might have to be replaced because of just how structurally imbalanced it is right
1: now. Yeah. And it's from what I could tell is relatively older construction for that building. I mean, that's most of Massachusetts. I mean, everything's fucking old. So the most likely they're going to have to replace it. What did your? your I'm assuming you have like a landlord, right? Yep. Uh,
0: okay, what he's, did they do? <laughs> he's not the best. Uh, so <clears throat> to explain the situation more, I had a maintenance guy come in, and he's actively sawing off a pipe. Turns to me and goes, "Hey, man, I'm actually a carpenter, but don't worry, we're going to figure this out." <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so Sick. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. A uh, bit of a lower, lower income, lower class area, so I don't expect to have top tier guys, but I hope to at least have the guy. At in least the a plumber. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's like that's like having like somebody doing heart surgery, and they're like, "Don't worry, I'll be fine. I'm a dentist. I know what I'm doing." And it's like, <laughs> "I don't know if I want you working on my heart, then, dude." <laughs> like
0: <laughs> No, it's it's a dude who's like, "Don't worry, I've watched Grays Anatomy. I'm good." Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I've watched plenty of Greys. We, I know what I'm doing here now. Sorry, I got this. Don't uh, worry.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> actually, the weekend that it happened, my landlord was on vacation in Maine, so he didn't get back until two days later. And I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead. So I got a text. I was at work, and it was the manager, site manager, and she was like, "Hey, so and so, my landlord's coming by." Uh, mm-hmm. And when I got back that day, because I couldn't be there, uh, he had moved all my furniture to one corner of the room. Um, And I had locked my kitties in my bedroom for all the days prior just because they can't be out. Um, Mm -hmm. And he had taken uh, my first he turned on the overhead fan in my bathroom and just left that running just to get air circulating. Um, And then he took I have a small little circle fan that I use at my bedroom just to because I sleep with air moving. And he had just put it on the ground and aimed it at the the spot where uh, the water had been.
1: Trying to dry it out a little bit.
0: But it's a tiny fan. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to do
1: much. I mean, maybe a, a marginal at best. Yep. But that's so, wild. Uh,
0: more or less, nothing got done. Um, I think he did clean it a little bit because I don't see the mold building up anymore. Um, so uh-huh. I think that was at least taken care of. But there's a act like the the lady who lives in the basement, two floors beneath me. She had me come down and there's just a hole in her ceiling.
1: Yeah. That's wild. So,
0: of course, <clears throat> I got stressed because that's my apartment, but also because I feel responsible for the people that live underneath me. And yeah. that just all built up into my, I mean, I I was sleeping in until like five minutes before I had to be at work. And I was just flying out of bed and rushing out to get to work. And I stopped eating for those two days to the plan. I, I mean, granted, I didn't have a kitchen, but, you know, I was eating mm-hmm. whatever. And then yeah. my lift just suffered for those a stretch of like two, three days. I mean, my lift uh, two days ago was baller. I crushed it, but yeah. um, we're back in it now. But as a whole, it was like, all right, this situation really messed with me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. That is, that is a tough situation to be yeah. in. I don't blame you.
0: And like I said, there's people who can channel stress and use it as like another motivator in the gym. Um, I know the the super common one is when someone gets heartbroken. the The meme is like the mm-hmm. the baggy hoodie over headphones, and you just don't talk to them. It's like trend rage. Um, mm-hmm. and I've I've personally used that as a motivator before as well. Um, but this situation was completely different, which just continues to show me that we're just such interesting creatures. Of we're just human. Got. Yeah, our minds are mm-hmm. are. So whacked out that yeah. <laughs> different things affect us, and yeah. it's it's like I was surprised that I couldn't even do my cardio because cardio is something I do absent mindedly. I just stare yeah. like around the gym. That's probably a time when some TikTok girl could probably catch me on a video or something like that. Um,
1: <laughs> Especially nowadays, all you got to do is look at him for half a second. But that's what like, I mean. I, I got you on camera, you motherfucker. And, and I did not even notice you doing it. Like yeah. when I'm doing
0: cardio, I'm just kind of st- like I'm full. Like I like I lose a chromosome when I'm doing cardio. Like I'm just I just around. read,
1: I just <laughs> read, and I try to forget that I'm doing cardio as much as I can. I hate yeah. cardio so much.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my most recent exposure to the stress situation. So I don't know if you have a situation that you've had similar because actually i'm gonna put one on you your wedding obviously was a happy moment but building up to it no way in hell you didn't have stress so what was your workouts looking like that week or two week leading up to it obviously before Um, Before
1: i was more stressed leading up to like having to pay off everything in time so it wasn't even the wedding once everything was paid off all my stress lifted off my body i was good so it really wasn't that bad pr- the week prior. I mean, I got nervous during it, but obviously that's not going to affect my workouts or anything. Um, But like, yeah. Uh, a, false. Uh,
0: false. We we did a bicep pump right before you walked out there. So that is false. It did affect it.
1: <laughs> okay. Fair. But um like it, it, it was more the stress of just paying everything off, paying off the photographers and stuff like that. And, you know, and then on top of that at the time, You know, I I just started my new job and I wasn't really bringing in much commission. So, my overall money that I was bringing in was less than what I used to be bringing in. So, you know, that was tough um, because I was living differently financially, Uh, not like night and day, but enough to be like, I don't really have much income to put towards the wedding right now, but we already committed to everything. So, it's like, I had to do like tons of DoorDash and Uber Eats and try to cut corners when it comes to food and training and stuff. Um, you know, I canceled a gym membership because of it. And even though that's not a lot of money, it was twenty five bucks a month, you know, twenty five bucks a month still adds up over time. Um, and I didn't necessarily need two gym memberships. So, um th- you know, it's just you gotta there's there's different priorities you have in life. And um, you know, I prioritized my wedding at the time and we did also prioritize the wedding for bodybuilding as well if we didn't have the wedding at the time we did, I could have competed by now um but it just you know I gave my body the rest it needed um after being stressed so much from different you know uh compounds that I was taking that my body didn't respond too well and stuff like that so and from training, so you know, I took a week and gained like ten pounds or whatever, and then you know wasn't training at all during that week and just came back and just crushed it so. Um, you know, it's leading up to just paying everything off was more the stress for me. Uh, and then also a lot of the stress, like, believe it or not, a lot of the stress was after the wedding, um, you know, with the holidays coming up. And then after that was her, her birthday which just happened. And then it's Valentine's day. Like it was like nonstop for like three, four months. And at the same time, you know, I wasn't making what I, what I was making. Um, so for those that don't know, I'm in sales and marketing. And a lot of the structure of what you make is commission. Um, obviously, you want more salary uh, with whatever position you have. But when I took that job, uh, my salary was around forty five k, and uh, my OTE, which is on target earnings, so if I hit my sales quota, I make one hundred thirty k. That's why I took the com- the, the salary cut because I took a five thousand dollar salary cut because I could make more than double what I was making. Um, but the position that I was in, the money was coming my job was essentially working with partners who resell our services. So at the time I didn't have enough partners to be bringing in that money. And it's not like I can go sell the products because I really couldn't, that wasn't my job. So my job relied on other people selling stuff for me and they weren't doing their job doing that. So I wasn't bringing in this money. Um, So I was really not really making any commission at all, to be honest, you know, maybe 20 bucks here and there. It wasn't much. So I had to do doordash during lunch and then, um, especially leading up to the wedding, I had to do uh, like Uber, like Uber eats and Uber before the gym, I would eat, go do like an hour of Uber and then go lift. Um, and like that shit was really what added up. Um, and then like after the wedding, I had to save up for a flight to go home to Massachusetts for the holidays. And then all of a sudden we had the holidays down here and not to mention I had to buy gifts and everything. So it's like, it all adds up. And um, I know people say, oh, you don't, don't focus on the presents for Christmas and stuff, but it's like I want to get people something, and when you get something for everybody, it adds up real fast um so it, that's what was stressing for me and um that was also the time that I think it was December, yeah, it was like middle of December where I just like talked to my coach and I'm like, dude, I think we talked about this before, but uh I was like, dude, I just I like I feel like I'm not making any progress, I mean, I'm killing myself on keto, and I feel like I'm just not dropping the weight, and you know, I'm just feeling like shit all the time because of keto and you know, I have no energy in the gym. I'm losing strength. And it's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's just like, you know, let's just trust the process. We'll figure it out. We'll get some blood work done because you're not making progress on keto. And he's like, I've never seen this before. So, um, something that I want to mention too, is that not only will your mind affect how you're feeling emotionally, it also affects you drastically hormonally too. your mind plays such a role on your hormones. And it's been studied time and time again. Um, watch Andrew Huberman and watch more plates, more dates. I'll always preach them. Phenomenal endocrinologist that Andrew Huberman is a lot of his stuff. I mean, some of his stuff is kind of here, like kind of back and forth when it comes to bodybuilding, but for just overall life, he's great to listen to, um, more plates, more dates has the bodybuilding focus. And when you have stress and you're kind of feeling negative about yourself, it literally affects everything. So, um, one thing I wanted to mention today, I'll go into more about why I'm stressing out right now, specifically the past couple of weeks. But um, it's actually a good time we talked about this because I'm going through something very similar to, uh, to what you were going through. So um, something to mention too is that when I got my blood work done um, towards the end of December, I think it was like end of December, beginning January, a lot of the reason I wasn't making any progress come to find out Um, obviously my, my cholesterol is kind of a little off. It's always a little off just outside the range for everything. But it's my prolactin buildup? Prolactin, um, is primarily a, uh, essentially a hormone that's primarily in women. Uh, it helps with, you know, uh, especially pregnancies. They, they produce a lot more of it during pregnancy, but men build prolactin just naturally. We're supposed to have prolactin, just like how we're supposed to have estrogen. You know, it's one of those hormones we just have to have, but prolactin affects everything. And people don't talk about prolactin at all. Um, Just like estrogen affects everything. Testosterone affects everything. So prolactin, my prolactin was significantly higher than it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be between like 10 to 15 nanograms per deciliter. Mine was like just over 20, which is a lot. And what prolactin is going to do is if you have very high prolactin as a male, what's going to happen is you're going to put on more fat you're going to, uh, if you have gyno issues like I do, I'm going to be transparent. I have gyno issues. That's my main side effect when it comes to anything I take, it's just gyno. I have to keep it under control with AIs and all of that. It really, uh, prolactin, prolactin, if your estrogen is low, prolactin is still going to affect your gyno. So it's going to be sensitive. It's going to build that gland up. Um, and then also at the same time, it's going to keep your fat on. And if you're really high in prolactin, you actually start to lactate. As a man, you start to lactate. Obviously, I never got to that point. You know, thank Please. God. Yeah, I would never got to that point, but you know, I'm going to be fixing the prolactin issue with this week coming up and I'm very excited about it because I think that that was the whole reason why I wasn't making any progress is because my prolactin was keep my fat on. It was hurt my gyno it was hurt my, you know, my mental health. It was affecting me in the gym. So like just getting a basic full, like not basic, but like a full panel, like a full hormone panel when you feel like you're not making any progress in the gym, especially if you're on TRT or anabolics can tell you everything you need to know. So that's what happened there. Uh, So prolactin is the reason why I wasn't making any progress. And we determined that. And, you know, um, something that uh, if you're, if you know someone who's ever been on DECA or TREN, they can tell you all about prolactin because there's a supplement called cabergoline. And what cabergoline is going to do is going to lower your prolactin. That's going to be taken next week. Cabergoline um, lowers your prolactin and it's going to help with, you know, shedding fat, keeping your gut on control, everything like that, right? It's essentially the supplement that's, it's the, it's the medicine that was built to help fight it. Um, so trend and DECA, uh, affect your prolactin heavily. So when you're on trend, especially trend, you need to be taking, you typically need to be taking cabergoline with it. Um, DECA, if you know anything about DECA, which is, um, I, uh, I always forget the full name for it. Um, um, I'm Googling it right now. I always forget the full name for it. Um, but DECA has this term. It's called DECA Dick. It's kind of like whiskey dick. You have a very hard time getting it up and you have a very hard time um, having sex. So, um, DECA Durabolin is, or Nandrolone Decanoate, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, Nandrolone Decanoate um is to, is the official official name for it. it's an anabolic steroid so deca you get deca Dick and it's because it raises your prolactin which will affect your sex drive um so for me my libido has ne- never been a problem really but uh it's the fat and it's the it's the note that the prolactin is affecting and Andrew Huberman did talk about that on the Joe Rogan podcast he talked about how studies have been done for a lot of men especially on TRT where the issue isn't actually estrogen that's affecting uh you know their their sex drive their fat their gyno all of that it's actually the prolactin and it's a very very underutilized hormone when it comes to uh like monitoring it so you need to really be monitoring your prolactin so i wanted to say that at least because if you are going through something right now and you feel like you're not making any progress you're putting on fat whatever it is get a get a blood check it might not be prolactin but it could be. We never know. You, that's why you get the blood check. We don't know what it is. Um, so get that checked. But to lead into what we were saying again was um, two weeks ago, uh, Monday, the 30th or 31st, whatever it was, um, I got laid off for my job. Um, they laid off a big, big portion of the, the department that I was in. Um, some of the biggest players and even, you know, somebody like me who, Was bringing in plenty of deals that week. Even I mean, I had so many deals coming in for the company. Like they lost a lot of money, Um, so they laid off a lot of people. So that's the reason why I'm stressing out right now. Is because you know I I, I, there's a severance pay and everything when it comes to being laid off, but you never know when your next paycheck is going to come in essentially from an actual job. So that's very stressful. And, you know, having to apply to all these different places, having all these different phone calls and, you know, at the level that I'm at when it comes to sales, you got like three, four interview steps to go through. You know, you got like the introductory call, you got the sales manager, you got like the director and then you got like sometimes a CEO, you got the VP of sales, you got all these different guys who have to approve you because they're going to be paying you ideally like the commission checks I'm looking at are going to be in the six figure mark, but you need to earn that obviously. But if they're going to pay you six figures, they're going to want to know that you're worth it. So it takes a long process. I mean, from start to finish applying to a job and actually starting usually takes like a month. So it's very stressful trying to get through that, you know, severance pay and everything regardless, but also just making sure you can pay your rent, you can pay, you can buy your food, stuff like that. So um, I was, you know, With with this position, at least, I'm fortunate enough to be able to get a severance pay um, because if I didn't get severance, I would be screwed. Um, So I'm I'm happy at least about the severance, but I wish I would just have my job, obviously. But it is very stressful, and it has been affecting me in the gym. more so that my schedule is all kind of whack right now because of like different interviews and phone calls and all of that, and trying to do Uber and DoorDash to bring in some extra money so that I can make rent next month. Um, so it is it is uh, stressful, that's for sure. And you know when you when you have stress and you have negative thoughts, it's going to affect you in every single way. Uh, so you know definitely try your best to make sure your mental health is there and stop with this whole like. Oh, I'm never going to fail in the gym, and I have to go regardless. And it's like your mental health is way more important than your physical health and your physical well being. And if you know, I have I had this a couple of weeks ago. I cut out a movement for my leg day because I was just toast. I was just like, man, I'm my body's toast. I'm mentally toast. This is uh, the Thursday after I got laid off. You know, I was applying everywhere, getting all these emails. I just wasn't focused, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not doing myself any favors by lifting right now. So I'm just going to finish up this movement and just head out. Um, you know. I think going and lifting is better than not doing it at all, but it's okay to be like, I'm not going to get the best workout today or I'm not going to finish this workout. It's not the best I've had. And, um, I'm just going to call it after this. Like, it's okay to do that. You know, it's, it's, there's this whole gun ho mentality within the fitness industry right now. And it's, that's not how it should be. You need to focus on your mental health and you know, it could be our outlet. You know, it is a lot of the time, our outlet, it is where we relieve a lot of our stress, but if your stress is not like producing good results in the gym and it's not proactively helping you, uh, then just, just don't even bother with it. Just, just go do what makes you happy. You know, I, after that light day, I called it, I came home. I I had to make those phone calls. I scheduled them. But besides that, I just played a little bit of video games by myself and just kind of escaped reality for a bit. And that's sometimes all you need, you know? Um, So I've been trying to play some more video games recently because I just need to escape reality for a little while. And you know, the gym keeps me in reality because I'm so focused on my workout and I'm so focused on improving myself for the future. All I can think about is reality. So sometimes you just need that little escape and it's okay. Don't, don't be upset that you didn't have a good workout. So just wanted to at least express that.
0: Yeah. And I think another thing that you brought up that was really cool or not cool, but a Mm -hmm. uh, part that was really important to bring up is that the workouts do not need to intensify or increase when you're in a situation like this. Um, like for example, <clears throat> I've been, my, my workout plan is two days on one day off two days on one day off. And then it mm-hmm. repeats. So it's a, it's a six day cycle. And so it, it, I mean, it overlaps because you're not doing things the same day and whatnot. Um, and I, these past, 2 weeks I have been doing one on one off one on one off one on one off just because that's how I'm able to properly get my workouts in like for at the end of the day what coach wants to see out of me is like my consistency in my workouts and if I can't bring that consistency and that intensity that I'm supposed to be doing I might as well fit in another rest day recharge and get ready for the next day <clears throat> and that is If you listen to me from the beginning of the podcast to now, that's not how I would have answered that question, you know, four months ago. This is because back then I was doing seven days a week and anytime shit hit the fan, I was in the gym more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the maturing around the gym life is that is noticing that even though like Paul and I use it as iron therapy, like it's, it's our place of, of sanctity and like serenity, but even with something like that, you can't be in there if you know you're not going to be producing the same results that you want to be seeing. Like, sure, you can go in. <clears throat> and even though we both hate cardio, like, if I was in a bad situation and knew that I couldn't really lift, I would go in and do, like, an hour of cardio just to, like, be- take myself out of the mental yeah. state. Because I go completely stupid when I'm doing cardio. Like, I'm just sitting there and just completely spaced out. So yeah. that kind of stuff is a helpful way to use the gym, but it's important to realize that some days it's just not there. And Mm -hmm. when you can't complete a workout, like Paul and I both said about our situations, like that is your kind of like sign. It's like, all right, man, you need to take more time to focus on you. And yeah, the gym is focusing about you, but you need to do it in a much less strenuous way. Um, And that's, you know, that's maturity. Not everybody has that. And that's, that's something you have to kind of build towards. And stressful situations, as you don't want them to happen to you, but they're inevitable. Um, there's, there's no person who lives a true stress-free life. Like, even the, even the Buddhist monks, I bet, have stress about something. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's always going to be a stress factor. And you need to be able to recognize that. And that's, that's a big part of what we're talking about. Like just the recognizing aspect, um, like Paul recently got laid off, like you just said, and I recently submitted my resignation, which I, in theory was going to go over very well because I've got a great thing lined up and I've got a supportful group of people around me. And the day I submitted it was the worst day of my entire career. This was yesterday, the worst day of my entire career. Uh, because people made me feel like shit and all of that and uh that right there i just i i planned on taking a workout that day i just halfway through the day said i'm taking a rest day like i'm not yeah. going to be able to do anything in the gym today <sighs> because uh, granted i had i also coach uh basketball after school and so because i teach um and that helped me take uh, take me out of my zone a little bit but even on the bus ride home from the away game i started crashing again because of everything that went on so mm-hmm. i was like all right we are going home we're gonna oh, and what ended up happening is i had a literally... <laughs> I, I have my own belief system that everything happens for a very particular reason and Right when I was on my way home, I had a group of buds say, let's go play some Warzone, go in proximity chat and be toxic. And that's exactly what I needed to do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that was what I needed to do in, in place of the workout. And that is kind of something that I know I wouldn't have done months ago. And I know it's something that a lot of my friends that I lived with wouldn't do because mm-hmm. we're so, like we're what Paul mentioned, that gung-ho mindset, like about yeah, percent was me. Um, and a lot of the people I work out with or see at the gym are like that. And being able to recognize that and being able to take a step and just say, All right, I'm not okay. The gym is not going to help me be okay. Let's just go home and you know, chill. Like yeah. Paul and I both utilize video games. I've got a couple of kitties here that I utilize as well. Paul's got his dogs, like I got books too. Yeah, there's things mm-hmm. that you do in your regular life that aren't the gym that are your like additional like helpers. And that's what you kind of have to recognize.
1: Yeah. Um, something to add on to that. You might me, I, I couldn't think of who it was, but I remembered it. So one of my old coworkers at a previous job that I got laid off from fucking hate tech industry. Cause there's so many layoffs. Um, a previous job. I got laid off from this is back in like, I don't, this is a few months ago. I'd have to take a look. Um, he just popped in my head randomly one day. I was just like, I wonder how he's doing. Cause him and I were kind of like, coworker buddies. Um, you know, we didn't like chat a lot. He lived in Louisiana, I lived here in Charlotte, so it's not like I saw him, but you know, as far as like the way we saw the job, um it you know, we were in a similar boat and uh basically I texted him I was like, "Hey man, how's everything going? I hope you're doing good and um you know, hope you find a good job or hope everything's good for you because I think on top of him um getting you know getting kind of laid off like I did he also went through a situation with his family and I was just like man I just hope you're, everything's good and um you know I was just thinking about you and um hope you got through it okay and got a new position and got a new place in life and hopefully you're okay and he's like um he's like yo I can't express how important that text was he's like because I've been in such a slump lately and he's like I'm going to use that text as a sign Um, To kind of get back in the gym and start working on myself, and it's getting emotional just thinking about it because it's like you never know, like when you can affect someone's life like that, and like it's you know that's something that I've always strived to do is was you know to like sometimes I'll text a group chat, I'll text you, I mean I'll be like yo just so you guys know I love you guys and appreciate you guys all the time. and I'm always here for you guys. Like, it's just a, like just a simple text or just a simple phone call can really change the way somebody's feeling. Um, and that's what happened to you. You know, just that war zone text, which just like, this is exactly what I need right now. And it just, you know, like I believe in something similar to you. It's just when, when things are supposed to be in your life, when something's supposed to happen, it will happen. And I believe that with so many different things. And when you're going through something tough, it's, it's going to only make you tougher when you come out of it. But sometimes in the middle of it, there's going to be some grace. You know, there's going to be some sort of sign. There's going to be something that you need that life is going to give you. Um, And I believe that in so many different facets of life, uh, especially with money. You know, if there's like, for instance, right, I was when I was going to go fly home for holidays, I was so stressed out um, how I'm going to afford these tickets. I'm like, these are they're $500 tickets for me, my wife to fly up there. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to afford it. I was like, I can't. Like neither of us could pay for it. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to buy these tickets. No shit. Later that day, Uber says, Hey, cause I dri- hadn't driven for Uber for a couple months. They're like, Hey, if you come back and do 15 rides, we'll give you $500 extra. And I'm like, there's a fucking sign. It's a fucking universe came down and gave me a gift. Like, it's like, you never like shit like that will happen. And if you just, you just need to will it into existence. And, um, you know, everybody's going to argue religion and, the way you look at things, but so many different ways of looking at life are so similar. So like I say, you got to put it out in the universe. That's what I say. You got to put it out in the universe and it'll happen. You got to say it, you got to will it into existence, but then somebody who's religious will say, you have to pray for it. You have to ask God for help. You have to ask God for it. It's essentially the same thing. You know, if you really think about it, it's just different wordage. So, you know, I'm Roman Catholic. I was born Roman Catholic, raised it and everything. You know, I believe in God and all of that. But for me, I believe in more self-help and I believe more that you can help yourself a a great deal before you start relying on religion. And I think that God gave us a strength to be able to help ourselves. Uh, And we're human, you know, we're going to go through tough times and he will be there when we need him. But for me, I like to help myself as much as I can. And the universe, God, whatever it is, will help as well if you need it. Um, So that's just something I want to mention too, because it's going to happen. Like those signs will come to you. Uh, and you're, you will get the help that you need. Uh, and then you'll pull out and be stronger than ever. And I think that, you know, with, with like getting laid off my director, who's, who's above me, he was like, man, I'm so sorry that happened. He's like, I had no idea they're going to do that. He's like, if anyone was going to get laid off, you know, I didn't think it was going to be, I would never think it was you because in sales, you got to bring in your sales, but also there's other value you can bring to your team. And I brought a lot of value to the team and Not just sales. So it was very tough having to leave that job because I loved it. But he was like, Look, you know, this sucks. And I'm sorry. I've been there plenty of times. Everybody's been laid off. Everybody's been laid off before. Uh, But he was like, You know, this could be a blessing in disguise. And with where I'm going in my career right now and what I'm looking at for for opportunities, I, I kind of do think it is a blessing in disguise because I think that, you know, I was kind of working too hard for what I was making. And it was kind of not going the direction I wanted to go in. But I think that the next position, knowing what I know now, I'm able to apply that knowledge to gain a better position in life. And, you know, I'm going to do everything that I can to create a better life for me and my wife so that, you know, hopefully in a couple of years' time, we can pop out some kids and be financially okay and not have to worry about a thing with them. So that's my motivator right now. And on top of that, I also want to get a good footing in my bodybuilding career prior to having kids. I want to be able to go pro before kids. So that's my goal within the next couple of years is to go pro. Ideally this year if I could, but within the next couple of years, definitely. So that that way I can start competing and actually making a little bit of money and having it at least pay for itself. That's my goal. If bodybuilding can pay for itself, that's what I care about, you know? So if I can make enough money off of ideally some sponsorships one day and some shows to make enough so that these sponsors pay for my food, pay for my coach, pay for my, you know, hormones, whatever it is, my blood tests, then I'm good. So, um, you know, you just need to kind of look to the future sometimes and just accept that, you know, you might be going through a hard time, but you'll get through it. And sometimes there are signs that will show you, you'll get through it. And, um, you know, obviously resigning from a position that you loved is hard, no matter what, you know, no matter who it was with. Um, but, also, the people that you resigned to didn't obviously help. They shouldn't have reacted the way that they did. But uh, e- either way, you were going to have a hard time doing it. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It's not fun quitting something. Even though you're not quitting, you're moving on to something better. Um, but it's, it, either way, it's not fun. But now just try your best to just look forward to the future. Get excited for your new position. Get excited for working, doing something different. And I think I'm a firm believer that change is sometimes exactly what we need. And I think that that's what you're going to get with this new position.
0: Yeah, and you say God, I think of Cthulhu preacher curling. So you know,
1: <laughs> with like his like
0: <laughs> tentacle yeah, you get his curling
1: <laughs> gigantic dumbbells, like 300,000 thousand pound dumbbells. Oh well, yeah, He's just curling. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Ronnie Coleman. Who? No.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like that's like his big his pinky toe is Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like squat 2,000 pounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that kind of staying positive mentality is something that can mm-hmm. be applied to workouts as well, even if you're not stressing out. Because, like Paul mentioned earlier, and how he went into, like, a rut of, like, not wanting to do it anymore. We all get to those places in the gym world. Um, so, like, if you ever get to that spot, And you're just in a workout or maybe at home or doing posing or something like that, or just even taking like a, like a, you know, Snapchat selfie that everybody does at the end of a workout. Like if you're doing one of those and you're just like, I don't see any change, maybe this isn't it for me. You got to understand that we are our own biggest critics and we don't see the positive changes in ourselves until someone points it out. And that's something that you got to remember. So like an example I'll give is I I've always struggled with having arm size. And I know Paul, it's one of your, you know, weak points as well that you like to work towards as well. Um, and so I never really take pride in my arms and I, I forget what it was, but I posted one of my, um, I haven't posted in a while, but back when I did, I posted a front double, And someone commented on one of the side veins coming down from one of my biceps. And I was like, shit, I didn't even look at that. I didn't even see that before. And that kind of thing is something that I wouldn't have had someone else notice if I (laughs) never even, you know, put it out there. So if you ever get into a situation where you're thinking that it's not worth it or that it's not going to be something that is going to help you in the future, you just got to remember where you came from. That's why I tell every new person in the gym, take a picture before you even step in the gym, like of like a front, back and side, just before you step in the gym. And then a year from then, two years from then, three years from then, take a look at it and compare. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, that in itself is going, or, and if you don't even notice the difference, send both pictures to send to somebody, <laughs> send a year ago to now to somebody, and they will comment on it. Because if you're doing what you need to do and consistently working training and eating you're going to be having changes and that's the positive side of things we can spin on things because like we mentioned earlier we're all human we go through this shit so maintaining positivity is kind of the biggest thing that you have to focus on as hard as it is it's <laughs> it's easy to in the, on this podcast to say hey just stay positive positive," and in reality in the world it's hard as shit so you have mm-hmm. to find things that help you to stay positive so like for example paul has a wife that is a great way to stay like someone will help you stay positive that way that's not uh, you know possible for everybody or not yet possible for everybody so you have to surround yourself with positive people people who will build you up when you are not in a good situation like Paul and I haven't talked in like a week or two because we're both going through the ringer right now but it took us all of like five minutes to get right back into it you just have to find people and surround yourself with positive people because that's how you're going to pull yourself out of the shit
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I mean you know you got to stay positive and I've talked about this before where negative negative thoughts will directly affect everything I mean like just having that conversation with my coach, like. Just, just that week of like negative thought really affected me. You know that that negative mindset. It just your 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 mind is extremely powerful. So you got to understand that. And I think you know there's different routes you can take. There's so many avenues you can take when it comes to fixing your mental health. For me, um, I'm very opposite of a creature of habit. I love change, and I think that's part of the reason why I like sales and I like the gym and all of that. So. When I say the gym, I don't mean training because like training, you got to stay as consistent as possible, do the same thing over and over again. But like, it's the progress. It's the changes you see in the mirror. It's the changes you see over a grand period of time. Um, with a coach, I do weekly weigh-ins so I can directly f- see how I was affected over the past week. And when you have a logbook, you can directly see how much weight you're lifting in comparison to the previous week. Um, and, you know, there's 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 this... Uh, something that I firmly believe in is dopamine will directly affect everything. Um, As far as like the way you, you view life. And uh, I've, I don't know if I mentioned it here before, but early December of last year, 2022, I got diagnosed with ADD. It's something that I apparently have had for a while and I never really knew what it was, but really it's not that. So it's typical ADD. It's not ADHD. It's ADD where for me, it's like, So when you have with what I have, basically what it is, is I have trouble having interest in mundane tasks as far as like, I don't want to do shit if it's mundane in any way. If it's not giving me dopamine, I have no interest in ever doing it. Chores are extremely difficult for me to do. I hate driving half the time. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, if it's not giving me dopamine, I don't enjoy it. And that's the reason I don't enjoy it is because I don't have a baseline of dopamine to work off of. That's why I got so addicted to like shit like TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that is because it gives me those dopamine those dopamine hits that I need just to fucking survive. So that's when you work with like medication and different ways of structuring your day in order to keep that dopamine level increasing. And that's something that um, the reason I'm so excited for cabergoline next week is that it's a dopamine agonist. It's going to directly affect my dopamine, my body is going to increase it. So I take a medication to help with my baseline dopamine and I can directly see what days I didn't take it because I don't want to do anything ever. Like I never want to go to the gym. I don't want to eat. I don't want to, the only thing I want to do is like play video games or browse like YouTube shorts or Instagram reels or something. So, um, you know, there are things in your life that you might not realize that are affecting you until you talk to someone about it. I talked to a therapist about it and they said, you know, go to a talk, talk to a doctor. I think you have ADD and I think that, you know, this medication may help. So I talked to them, I started taking it and it's night and day. So for me, I like change. I like to feel excited about things. So one avenue that I take to, uh, as far as like bodybuilding goes is I like to change gyms, you know, ideally like once a year. I like to change what gym I'm going to. So soon I want to start – I'm going to change to a gym that's in Charlotte most likely. um, Most likely change, I mean. Um, And I checked it out yesterday and I loved it. I hit arms and it's just – it's something different. You know, The equipment is just as good as the equipment I use normally, uh, different brands and stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get the same workout that I would anywhere else. But looking at something new, enjoying something new is – enough for me to get motivated to start lifting again or to go lift. Um, So, you know, that's something that I use to look forward to the future. And, you know, that uh, variability in your meal plan for me also affects me drastically too. If I have the same thing over and over again, I get so tired of it and never want to eat it. You know, chicken, like I feel like half the time I eat chicken, I want to fucking throw up just because I've had so much chicken for so long. I'm just so tired of it. And I never want, if we ever go out for food or anything like that, I never order chicken. I always order like steak, like like a lean steak or something because I never want to have chicken. I have it so much. Even though I have steak every day, I can still enjoy it. Chicken is just three, four times a day all the time, and I'm just so tired of it. So that's why I'm so happy I got Greek yogurt in there, and I look forward to Greek yogurt every day. You've got to have these little things that you look forward to. Uh, that's something that I firmly believe in. If you don't have something to look forward to, it's going to be difficult to keep carrying on with motivation and, and, uh, discipline. Uh, obviously discipline needs to be in place. Like that's the difference between bodybuilders and people who do lifestyle fitness or anything is the discipline you need to say discipline. So I will always lift. I will always follow my meal plan, all of that, but whether or not I want to do it will drastically change how I feel about it. So wanting to be able to do something or wanting to go to the gym, wanting to eat that food is a very night and day difference than knowing I have to do it and I have to do this. I have to do that, not wanting to do it. So that's going to affect everything. And when you want to go lift and you want to push yourself in the gym, you're going to have that much better of a workout. So, you know, it's staying motivated is difficult. Discipline needs to be in place no matter what, but finding your different routes of motivation is, is important. And I found mine and I just need to kind of follow up with it really at the end of the day. So that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah. And when you want to be in the gym, completely different animal compared to Mm -hmm. not wanting to be in the gym, like not even just from a mental side, but a physical side, because obviously your thought process does affect how you're able to push yourself physically. And you're just an absolute animal when you're in the Mm -hmm. gym and you actually want to be there. Like, when I want to deadlift, I don't, I don't deadlift on my plan anymore, but when I was deadlifting and I actually wanted to deadlift, I wouldn't even need, you know, half the stuff I use, whether it's my straps, my belt or my, or like chalking my hands or anything like I just got in there and I did my work and I actually wanted to do it. And that's huge. That is really huge. So trying to get yourself to a point to actually want to be there and for people who aren't in the bodybuilding world, they're probably like, or they're not probably like, I know that people not in the bodybuilding world who are in fitness are like, yeah, this is, I want to be in the gym because I know I'm improving myself. And uh, Paul and I are people who are, you know, in the bodybuilding world. It's a different experience because we are doing things in a very specific way with a Mm -hmm. very specific goal in mind. And it it gets so tedious. Like it almost like, Paul was talking about how he doesn't like uh, chores. It almost becomes a chore sometimes because yeah. it's just the consistency behind it. Doing the same thing over and over again. Obviously, like within the the workout, like maybe one or two exercises different each time, but for the most part, it is just the same thing over and over again. It's a chore. We hardly see gains in ourselves even though we do lots of posing and body manipulation and water cutting and stuff like that but it's tough it is tough to actually want to go into the gym every day and do what you know obviously paul's much further in this than i am but it's tough to do what we do and Mm -hmm. want what we want sorry want to do what we do and uh i don't i don't recommend that everybody goes into bodybuilding that's not at all what uh I'm saying, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying that if you do, you have to understand that you start to lose your love for things, but you have to push through it because eventually sparks of it will come back. Like, for, for example, I used to love deadlifting. Like deadlifting was my absolute favorite movement. um, And I got cut out of my plan just because uh, my coach doesn't like how my back is structured right now. And he wants to see some more gains before we go back to the full movement. So I'm doing What's practice.
1: the focus? Like what's uh, are was, you trying to grow uh width or thickness?
0: Uh well the reason it was cut was because of uh some how how I was curving my back. And he wants me to focus on the move like the the isolated back part portion of the movement before we implement the entire movement. Okay. Um and just fix fix the structural um bendage of my back. Um and, but at, I am going for width more than anything, just cause I don't have that, you know, wide sense of things, but that's for, you know, separate parts of the workout. But when I started doing the rack pulls, once I figured out exactly where to get like the, the rack, because that you want to have it placed just below the lower of your knee. And yeah. once I figured out how, like once, once I got it in that position, I fell in love with it again. And that's that little spark that kept me going because my first time doing it, I didn't really do the rack pull the way I probably should have, and then <clears throat> it was uh, immediately followed by a barbell bent over row, um, and that I didn't activate that right either. Is almost almost it was almost a shoulder shrug that when I did it the first time because I wasn't angled down far enough. Yeah, uh, so I kind of lost it, and then I came in the week after and. I got the rack pull down, but not the, uh, not the bent over row yet. And then finally the the third week, that final, uh, week after that, Mm -hmm. I locked in both of them and I was like, I actually enjoy my back day again. Like I'm looking forward to these each day because, you know, back, back has always been one of my favorites, even though I struggle with it. Um, like I don't have that as strong of a back as I should. Um, so I struggle to do a lot of the movements, but it's one that I love. Again, because deadlift. I love is that day.
1: Deadlift. It's so yeah. much fun. <laughs> it's one of um, my favorites.
0: Yeah. And so now that I have that spark again, I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. I know it's coming. I'm ready for it. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not today, but I'm going to make it my tomorrow lift um, because that's the next day in the plan. And yeah. I'm just so like, y- you get this excitement building again, especially when you know, how stressful these past few weeks have been for Paul and I, like finding a little spark, that could be enough yeah. to motivate us for like a week, two weeks, maybe even a month. And that's mm-hmm. that. very small things. So find small joy in or false ugh, words. Find small pieces of joy. It doesn't always have to be a big hitter. Like, wow, I'm going to go talk to a girl today. No, it's got to be like something smaller than that. Be realistic. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like – um. Changing the movements is also exciting. That's why I do it pretty often. Um, more often than I should be doing it, uh, you know, you should stick to the same workouts for like two to three months roughly and then changing it up from there. But uh, what I'll do is different variations of stuff. You know, every like maybe a month I'll change up the variation of whatever I'm doing. Um, so instead of doing like machine flat bench, I'll instead do barbell flat bench. Or instead of like barbell incline, I'll go into do like – you know, dumbbell incline, you know, there's, there's always these little changes that I do uh, to keep looking forward and keep staying motivated. And especially when it comes to legs, because I fucking hate leg day. uh, You need to, for me, at least I need to change it up pretty often to at least like not hate myself every time I go in the gym. And, you know, so like this last leg day I did was almost entirely different from the previous leg day. So instead of doing barbell squats, I did walking lunges. And instead of doing, um, you know, the, dual, the hoist dual leg press, I did, uh, V squats with the V squat machine. So it's like you, you, for me, at least I change it up pretty often. Um, but I'm still kind of hitting the, the key movements, you know, uh, so like the V squat, you know, which is quad focus is not too far off from like a leg press. It's really not, it's a very similar motion Walking lunges or just lunges in general is not too far off from a squat in a sense. The weight's still on your back. You're still kind of pushing directly from your. I do it for my glutes, so I push from my glutes instead of doing glutes from squats. So it's the driving factor is still very similar. um So I try to change it up pretty often, but you know, obviously, I keep a logbook to see how much I'm a, I'm changing each week and like. The past couple weeks, I mean, I posted it to my Snap store. You probably saw it. Um, One week I did 365 rack pull. I got like three and a half. But then the next week I got eight. And so like I know I'm progressing really fast right now. And that's what's motivating me too is that I'm like, okay, if I got eight this week, what can I do next week? You know, should I up the weight? Should I go higher? Because I went from three and a half reps. I was expecting at least five, but I went from three and a half reps to eight in one week. So how fast am I progressing right now? Um, So that's wild too. And then like every other movement on my back day was much heavier than it was before. So, you know, keeping that, motivation going is is kind of difficult sometimes but that's why bulking is exciting and then cutting is exciting in its own way because you start seeing fat coming off and it is harder to see it day after day but if you look at the grand scheme of things it's like wow okay i am really seeing it starting to come off and like right now i have visible abs even though i'm putting on weight i still have visible abs and i mean granted it also depends on lighting like that's the reality when it comes to abs is that lighting is very very key factor uh, to whether or not it looks like you have abs. So for me, like when I'm looking directly in a source of light, that's coming straight at me, it's harder to see them. But then if I turn just a little bit in my bathroom, all of a sudden I can see all six of them. So it's like, it just, lighting does play a big factor. Um, but like that's motivating is motivating as well. And, um, something was going to lead into just now, where was I going with that? Um, to stay motivated, I'm forgetting right now, but, um, it is, it is difficult to stay motivated when you're not seeing any progress. And sometimes you do need to trust the process. That's something my coach says all the time is trust the process because you're like we've said a million times, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And sometimes you might not make serious progress over three months, but then when you look back at what you looked like prior to the three months, you're like, okay, shit, I did make some decent progress. I just feel like I wasn't seeing it every day. Um, So you got to kind of trust in that and know that everything's going to be fine. And, you know, just because, you know, something might be off one week, like if you're like waiting on protein powder and you're like, oh shit, I'm missing that protein powder or whatever, creatine, I'm missing creatine. That's a good example. Creatine, like I don't have creatine this week. I ran out, but I don't, I got to wait till I get paid. It's okay. It's not going to be the end of the world that you don't take creatine for a week. You're not going to be affecting your body so much that you're going to be like, going a step backwards. Like you're going to, you're going to be fine. Um And that's also a worry that I have with anabolics. It's like, fuck, I'm almost out of this and I have to order it. And it's not going to come until Monday and I'm going to run out Saturday. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. So I messaged my coach and he's like, dude, you're fine. It's fine. One day off is fine. Like you're not, it's not like you're going cold Turkey. You're just missing one day and you will be back on it the next day. It's, it's no big deal. So that's also stressful too. Um And it's, it is, it does affect you a lot, you know, when you, when you need to figure out how to stay motivated and all of that. So um, it's good that you mentioned the movements because it is exciting to have different movements um, and even different equipment and all of that. Uh, And just like, that's why I want to have like 10 different gym memberships because I want to be able to change it up. And like, even though one leg press and another leg press might move differently, I'm still working the same kind of way. So That's something I need to do is change. I need change in my life. And I'm very different from everybody for that reason. And I think that kind of comes down to the ADD. I I need change. I don't like routine. I don't like structure. It doesn't, I don't like it. I like doing different things. So that's what keeps me motivated. And I feel like if I don't like different things, I feel like bodybuilding is the exact opposite of what I should be doing (laughs) because it's, you got to be so consistent all the time. But you got to look to the future. And, you know, sometimes I'll even ask my coach, like, if I'm not motivated, be like, Hey, uh, you know, to stay motivated, is there a goal that we have in mind for the next month or the next three months? Or like when a show is coming up or something like that, like what, what is there a deadline? I need to hit something. So like, that's what I asked in December. I was like, after that conversation, I said, what's a good, what's a good deadline right now. And he said, I want you to have visible abs by the end of December. And I was like, all right, cool. And we hit it. And now we're bulking and putting on that, you know, putting on some weight, some good weight. I mean, a little bit of water, but not too much. And um, keeping it under control. And, uh, it's, it is kind of motivating sometimes, but obviously I'm going through my layoff right now and that's also hard too. So it's, you got all these different facets of life that are going to affect you and stress is just going to affect all of that. You know, uh, motivation is going to affect all of that. Dopamine is going to affect all of that. My prolactin is affecting everything. Um, there are ways around it too. Like you can take ashwagandha to help with your cortisol levels, which directly affects your stress levels. So like there's so much to do, So many ways to affect it and to get rid of stress or to get motivated again and whatever avenue it is, that's up to you. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is our avenues and, you know, not really much research, but at least how I do things and how you do things. So it's good that you mentioned the movements at least because that is a good one. You know, it gets me excited.
0: And on the list of the 10 gyms that Paul wants, one of them is in uh, Dubai and it's one of the uh, oxygen
1: gym. (laughs) (laughs) That's in Kuwait. Kuwait is where it's at. Yeah. It's oxygen gym. that gym would be sick to hit at least once. Um, And then also like gold's gym in Venice. I got to hit that one day. I got, I really, really want to hit Bev Francis powerhouse up in Brooklyn, New York. I really want to hit Bev Francis gym. Um, And then the Redcon one gym down in Fort Lauderdale, that would be sick. But Oh, that's where I was going was, um, something that I do to, to motivate myself. I, especially with anabolics, I put on a lot of hair. I'm very hairy. Um, I put on a lot, of, a lot of chest hair, a lot of belly hair. I got back hair. I got leg hair, all of that. So once every couple of weeks I buzz it all off and that gets me motivated because I can directly see, I can directly see the differences I've made over the past couple of weeks because body hair does affect how you look drastically. Um, somebody to look at who has a lot of body hair. Seth Ferosi, he has a lot of body hair in his belly and his chest. But then when he buzzes it off, dude looks fucking next level. So it's like I
0: thought you were about to say Seth Rogan. I was like, we're we're in a different conversation.
1: No, 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 no. no. He, I think he is too. But Seth Ferosi, Seth Ferosi, he owns um Axe and Sledge supplement company. Um, he is a good person to look at to see how much body hair affects you um, because he will have a lot of body hair and then he trims it all off and dude will just fucking get, he look shredded. It's wild. So I look forward to being able to buzz off my body hair. And when I do, uh, I can see the progress that I've made, you know? So, um, that's what I like to do. I, I look forward to it. That's another way for me to stay motivated.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you also brought up something that I hadn't even realized, um, talking about the Ashwagandha, um, that's something that my coach put me on immediately when the meal plan started, and yeah. I hadn't realized I, – I mean, I, I knew ashwagandha is a stress-relieving um, supplement as well, and um, I hadn't even realized how I'm handling – this entire this entire situation in the past couple of weeks is a lot more mature than I probably would have handled it you know a year ago and mm-hmm. I'm not at all going to say that Ashwagandha is the sole reason for it but it's certainly an incre- or it it certainly has given me an increased uh, sense of responsibility during this time because you know I'm not. <laughs> not going into the into the super dark depression mode every time something hits and again not yep. saying that's at all solely responsible for the ashwagandha that i'm intaking but it's certainly a factor being played in it so i didn't even think about that until you uh brought it up
1: yeah it uh, does it i mean for me it wasn't night and day but it does help a little bit um i take it before bed so it kind of relaxes me a little bit more before bed um everybody's a little different and there is the new ashwagandha now um i gotta look up what it's called it just recently kind of i think it's like k yeah ksm66 so ashwagandha ksm66 is what i take right before bed um it's a certain type of ashwagandha and it i mean obviously ashwagandha is going to help with stress but um it doesn't use the the leaves at all it's only the roots of the ashwagandha plant um that's what mine mine
0: says it's just the root extract
1: so is it km 60 ksm 66
0: i'd have to go check the bottle if i'm being honest
1: okay um so apparently so this is this is a whole website dedicated to ksm 66 ashwagandha it took 14 years of development to get there um and 24 double-blind randomized placebo-controlled clinical trials so double-blind for those who don't know much about statistics double-blind tests means that the person administering the test and the person taking the test neither of them know what they're giving so the person taking it doesn't know if it's ksm66 or if it's regular ashwagandha or if it's placebo um and the person giving it to them, the pill, doesn't know if it's KSM-66, regular ashwagandha, or placebo. So, in this case, it was randomized placebo-controlled clinical trial. So, they had KSM-66 and placebo. Um, and in those trials, it was proven to reduce stress, stress-related food cravings, and enhanced quality of sleep, enhanced memory and cognition, increased endurance strength and immune function, and improved sexual function in both men and women and testosterone in men. So it's i mean stuff like this is not going to be like you're not going to take it all of a sudden everything's going to get better it's it's going to help with what's going on it's a supplement it's supplementing into your diet it's you're going to feel you might feel a difference taking it than when you weren't taking it so that's what that that's something that like that's going to do it's it's like a multivitamin you know you're not going to feel night and day taking a multivitamin but when you take it you you might feel like a little bit different you might feel a little better energy or something you might feel you know, better sleep, whatever it is. So, um, that's kind of what the KSM 66 is going to do. So, um, that's something that help with the cortisol levels and cortisol levels directly affect your, um, your stress and your hormones and all of that. So it's something to help at least. And same with like adrenal gland resetting. Um, if you're, if you haven't, if you've been kind of heavy on, um, artificial flavors, heavy on artificial sweetener, stuff like that for a long time, cut those out for about a week. And that'll kind of what's called reset your adrenal gland, um, which isn't necessarily a proven science, but it'll start helping make some differences in your body. Um, so that's something to do as well. You know, it might lower stress. It'll help with your your brain activity. Uh, it help with your body making some more changes. All of that might help your hormone levels a little bit, just because you're you're getting rid of all that crappy shit that you're eating, you're drinking. Like I'm drinking artificial flavors right now, so I might do that at some point too, like soon, just for myself, because it also helps me stay strict to the diet you know, if I can't have artificial flavors, I can't have anything besides like the meal plan pretty much. So I might start doing that again soon. Who knows? We'll see.
0: I think that's a problem that a lot of people kind of have when they view supplements that we talk about, like ashwagandha and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's the assumption that I'm going to take this and everything's going to work out, or I'm going to take this and I'm going to see results right away. Yeah, (laughs) And I think that's, Kind of a big misnomer that the supplement world has to deal with. Um, Like we both talked about ashwagandha just now and how it is stress alleviating. But you can still have panic attacks and anxiety when you're taking ashwagandha. Like it's not the end all be all. And I think that's another reason why some people stay away from the supplement uh, game is that they think that because it didn't work anecdotally for that person one time, it's not going to work for them. So that's
1: not how it works. Yeah,
0: exactly. You have to, and we've been saying it all episode, trust the process. Like the biggest one is the, the multivitamin. We're, we're not going to see the effects of the multi, like Paul and I are not going to see the effects of the multivitamin that we're taking until we're in our like forties, fifties, sixties, et cetera, because it's just building you up for longevity. That's, that's all it really is doing. And yeah, you might feel a little better when you get like some of the more um, like vitamin D or things like that from the multivitamin, because that just naturally builds up your your happy hormones that we've talked about. Um, because believe it or not, for all you people who sit behind a computer all day, sunlight it makes you happy. Go out, go into the sun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it do, it like literally it like literally does. <laughs> it, it helps so much. That's why like you get um. That's why a lot of people's favorite season is like spring, is because the sun starts to get warm again and all of that like lifts off you like i remember like the other day it was 65 degrees out here and i walked outside into the sun i was like oh like it just everything just lifts off your body and like it directly affects everything so really get some sun and don't go like tanning like get actual sun it's it's very 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 helpful
0: real sun is important um even tanning in the real sun might not be the move. Like, you still want to be moving around and getting, like, your... Like, just breathing natural air and shit like that, too. So, yeah. I, I don't particularly do any natural tanning. So, I don't... I can't speak to it, but...
1: Yeah. My my family's history of cancer kind of keeps me away from artificial tanning. Like... Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, spray tan, obviously, for the shows. But, like, I don't go, like, tanning in a tanning bed or something like, like that. It's just... I, the chances are of getting skin cancer is just very high for me. So I try, try to avoid that. And I also use a decent amount of sunblock when it comes to um, uh, going to the beach and stuff like that. So you got to be careful. With the sun; It can be dangerous if you get too much of it.
0: But in terms of the stress conversation that we're having, honestly, yeah. just going for a walk outside, if you have the ability to during the daytime, that's huge right there. Yeah. Um, Nature as a whole also, I mean, this doesn't, isn't the case for everybody, but just being out in nature, put your phone, like leave it in your bag or something like that and just go out into like for a hike or something like that. That's, that's how, again, personal beliefs, that's how we're supposed to be just out in the world. So Mm -hmm. that personally helps me a lot. Um, I know a lot of other people that use hiking or just uh, nature walks and shit like that for their own personal gain as well so using stuff like that is a great way to you know de-stress a little bit and it's a workout yeah (laughs) hiking is a badass workout for anybody who thinks that hiking is easy you're not taking the right trail or you're not doing it right because yeah it's like calves alone you're cooked afterwards if you're doing it right so I highly mm. recommend using it whenever you can. I try and do a hike a week. I've I've been, you know, lacking on that these past couple of weeks because of everything going on, but a hike a week is kind of the golden number for me.
1: Um something that I watched recently was a clip from the Joe Rogan podcast, and this guy, he was like a like um Doctors Without Borders or something. I forget what he did. And he was in Africa and they didn't have any service or anything like that in their cell phones or anything out there. So They had to kinda they basically didn't do anything with them. So he he couldn't really use it. He couldn't really contact anybody. He couldn't do anything with it. And he said after a week, he literally felt all of his depression go. He didn't need his medication anymore. His stress was gone. Like he felt so much better not having, you know, that constant temptation, that that phone in your pocket all the time. Uh and he's like, so he, he truly believed that technology is the reason why a lot of people are going through mental issues. And that's why like a lot of people have depression, anxiety and stuff like that is because of technology. Um, and which I could believe, I mean, I feel like my ADD probably kind of came from technology, honestly. Um, you know, kind of ruining that dopamine baseline that I had throughout my life, you know, probably, like I said, probably came from just technology, from social media, from TikTok, whatever it was. So It can directly affect you and just kind of cutting that out can, can change everything. And there is one time I remember, I remember, um, my phone was getting fixed. So I had to use my wife's old, like iPhone, like six or something. I forget what it was. I, all I did with it was I put my SIM card in it, connected it to my headset for Bluetooth so that I can listen to Spotify for my workout. I didn't have any of my anything logged in. I mean my phone number was hooked up to it, but I didn't text or call anybody because I didn't like it wasn't my phone. So I just didn't want to like, you know, use it and like lose those conversations. So um all I did was just listen to music while in the gym and didn't look at the phone. And like it was a phenomenal workout. Like such a good pump because all I did was just focus on what I was doing in the gym. I had no temptation of my phone at all. And it really does affect you if you it pulls you out of the workout and something that Arnold talked about was you know staying in the workout and he's like i wouldn't take phone calls i would barely talk to anybody like he's like when i'm in the gym my it, he's like if i'm hitting chest my mind is in my pecs he's like i make myself my pecs so that i can focus on my workout as much as i can uh and then he's like then i'll go do pull downs and all of a sudden my mind becomes my lats and all i could think about is my back and that's what i'm so focused on and so you know staying focused in not using technology as a crutch or at least like escaping the world with technology uh helps a lot, you know, it helps your mental stability a lot. Uh, It's been proven time and time again that, you know, social media and technology just really affected us in a negative way. So, you know, trying to cut that out as best you can is, is crucial. I mean, right now I've been using my phone a lot more just because I've been home and not really doing much because of waiting for job interviews and stuff. But like when I was working, you know, I tried to use my phone as little as I could. I set timers on all my apps and shit. So like, you know, I I try to use my phone as little as I can Um, and it's helped a lot you know, when I go through stuff like that, it helps a lot. Um, so it definitely, it definitely affects us. And I can't wait for freaking spring dude with with I need the warm sun back. I hate it. I hate the cold sun. I need hmm. it back.
0: And your cold sun is nothing compared to the cold sun we have up here.
1: No, nope, no, nope. <laughs> That's why I bounced. Fuck that. I'm good. You guys have fun with yep. that.
0: <laughs> but that was a move that was also made for your mental sake too, because down there you're just happier and you're more yourself compared to up here it was like which jacket do i have to put on today on top of my other jacket
1: (laughs) yeah you go outside and your fucking teeth hurt even though your mouth is closed it's like why do i live here like why why do i not even like why do i live somewhere that hurts my face like that's that's that was my reasoning and i bounced and it is much better down here i mean it's already like (laughs) april weather for Massachusetts here, like we got a high of seventy-one on like Thursday or something. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's already getting warm here. So um, oh. I'm glad I made that move. That's, That's for sure. That
0: meme, that meme sound. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to hear it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's from.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but
0: yeah, we've been, we're we're covering like reviewing like three different episodes inside of this one we did uh you know the mental side the uh supplement side or yeah. the social media side we're hitting a lot today um, yeah I hit a little bit but, of everything yeah but that's kind of also how we i i like that we're doing it because you know last week was one of our solo episodes too so back in and just kind of hitting everything again Um yeah i think it's interesting that you brought up the the arnold thing because that's a mindset that not a lot of people can even get to because not a lot of people can even think about the muscle that they're hitting and to be able to put yourself mentally inside of whatever muscle, like that takes a lot of discipline of knowing exactly what's moving at exactly what time in your particular exercise or movement. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think to build into that, people should really just, we time under tension is something we preach and time, max time under tension reps are huge for building mind muscle connection. So ideally you want to be spending three seconds in the negative with a second or two in the positive, something like that. Um, and then, you know, max time under tension, maybe even stretching that out to four or five seconds, um, and doing that to really build your connection with the muscle. Um, so I, I can do that very well with, um, now with my back, I struggle with it a lot on chest. So, um, a conversation I've had with my coach is that very thing. And so we do, I think out of the five movements I'm doing for chest, three of them have multiple sets of max time under tension, uh, reps and mm-hmm. being able to do that to mentally put yourself in a good position to build that mind muscle connection, not yet building into, I am the pack, but like building into that, that's kind of a really good step to be taking. So we've preached time under tension before, but I think it's a great thing to do to, you know, take yourself out of your mental, everything that's going on stress-wise as well. Because if you focus solely on whatever movement is going on and whatever muscle is being worked, you can't really think about anything else because lifting is complex like there's a lot of different factors and a lot of different muscles being activated even on isolation movements because like bicep isolation you still have two your long head and your short head and you have to be focusing on what you're trying to hit more than the other like that's Mm. a lot of what goes into taking yourself out of your own mental state which is why we call it like iron therapy or the iron paradise you'll hear different things like that um so i think that's really interesting that you brought that up
1: yeah. Um, my pecs are one of the things that I really have, like a really good mind muscle connection with.
0: I am the pec.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's fun when you get into that, when you start, like when it starts to click, I said it before, like it's, it's semi-gradual, but a lot of times when something starts to work, it, it you realize it. And you know, it's different muscle heads and different ways, t- different muscles you hit, you'll just click. It'll just be like, oh shit, now I can hit it this way now. Um, that's how pecs was. And now I can hit like every single part of my pec that I want in a particular way and focus on it that way. Uh, and it's really fun because I could like, whenever I want, I could squeeze the middle section of my pecs and like sh- have like striations coming out of it or like squeeze like my upper pec, you know, my clavicle pec. So it's like, it's fun building that up and it's motivating because now you're like, fuck, now I can really get like a gnarly pump when I go to the gym. And, um, I think it's like. That's something I did yesterday. I was just like, you know what? I want to hit arms in a new gym. And I also want to just focus on the pump. And I, I took um, the steel supplement stuff that we get for the shirt with the shirts. Um, yep. I took the Amped AF and the, the, or no, charged and pump, pumped up and charged. I forget what it's called it was two pre-workouts because that's how the most supplement companies build it that way is like you got the nootropic and you got the pump focus, and you're supposed to buy both and combine them when you, um, that's why they do a lot of similar, similar flavors. The, the uh, pump and the focus pre-workout should have the same flavors basically. So you get the same flavor for each one and combine them into one drink. And um, that's what I did yesterday because I just wanted as much of a pump as possible. And that's what I did in the gym. I started off with FST seven superset, which I always do. But then I went into um, dumbbell curls and started off with 25 pound dumbbells and doing 20 of them nice and slow for for both biceps. and it's like my fucking arms are gonna fall off after that set. I'm like, shit, like I'm so pumped up right now. Um, so it was I fun. It's fun. Yeah, like really, yeah, really high volume sets and just focusing on the blood flow because I do hit two arms a week. Two arm days a week. So it's not the end of the world if I do pump focus instead of like a progression focus. So I just did a pump focus because all the equipment was like slightly different, you know? The cable machine was heavier than usual. So I had to kind of adjust the weight accordingly. And like the dumbbells had a thicker grip than usual. And like the dip machine, it was a dip machine rather than like body weight dip. So, um, I had to adjust it accordingly, so I just let it just be about pump rather than actual progression. And you know, I did write down all my weights and everything because I plan on going to that gym. So down the road when I start going, I can kind of pick up where I left off. But um, it's it's fun to do that. It's fun to do a pump focused workout sometimes. Uh, the only time I never do a pump, the only workout I don't do a pump focused ever is legs, unless. Excuse me, unless I do, um, I used to a long, long time ago, I used to do split leg workouts. Uh, so I had a quad day to ham and glute day. And then that's when I sometimes do like a quad focus, like pump workout and pumping up your quads like crazy is nuts. Um, but with my, with a full leg day right now, I have to focus on progression. And, um, something we'll talk about later day is how to grow legs. And one thing I've always done with legs is that you need to do what you don't want to do because your body's going to naturally want to be uncomfortable or be comfortable. You're naturally not going to want to put yourself in pain, especially when it comes to legs. So when you go into the gym and you're looking at the equipment and you, you know, if you're not already have a set workout or something like that, and you're trying to figure out what you want to do. If you look at something you're like fuck i don't want to do that now you got to do it because your your mind immediately went to i don't want to do it so you got to do it and that's something i've always believed in like i looked at the v squat machine the other day because i was like man what am i going to do for quads it's like, i don't know if i want to do and i was like leg press would be kind of fun um but somebody's using a leg press right now. I don't know. And I was like, I don't really want to use a hoist through the leg press because that's more glute focused. Then I looked at the B squat machine. And I was like, fuck, that sucks. I was like, oh, man, now I got to do it. So I went over and did that. And that shit sucked. I got up to like three plates and a quarter or something and did like eight or nine reps out of that. And I wanted to fucking die. Um, so it's nuts. It's nuts when you when you approach it that way and you start making some good leg gains.
0: I do that with weight. So... if Right now, I'm hitting, you know, mostly the same exercise every day, but I do it with mm-hmm. weight. So, like, for example, in my, in my plan, my, I do a warm-up set of high volume for almost every single exercise. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to do hack squat, for example. My warm-up set on my hack squat is 20, set, 20 reps, which is brutal because hack squat is a brutal exercise. Yeah. Um, and then my second and third sets are 75% intensity. And so that can be a really challenging thing to load up the weight, like higher weight, because I'm thinking to myself 75%. I'm like calculating in my mind what I could do for the rep count in that 75% range um, in terms of weight. And it's mm-hmm. hard to progressively overload that. Mm-hmm. So when I, for example, so the hack squat we use has a base weight of 75 um and we're not allowed to use bands on it at uh Empire anymore because it's too The bands are breaking
1: too much. I mean, and you so shouldn't it, be using bands on it anyways. But yeah. help with knees, yeah, I so. guess, but people kind of yeah. people kind of like it, overload the weight and then put too much too many bands on it, and that's when it becomes a problem.
0: Yeah. It is in my plan to use it with bands. Um so because, just because of how I've described my knees to coach. Um Yeah. And so my i do my my 20 my right now my 20 warm up is just literally just the hack squat like the the base uh weight and yeah. so then i know my top set is going to be one or one and a half to two plates so it's really tough for me to say all right let's take this first 75% one at one plate and then go up from there and so anytime i have like when you say like anytime you question it you should do it so anytime i'm sitting there going what do i want to yeah. do for you know, set, set to ah shit. All right, here goes the plate. <laughs> and that's like right. what you have to do with. So even if it's not with exercises do it with weights, because the big thing I struggled with for years is the intensity. And so now that I'm wrapping my mm-hmm. mind around that intensity value, that's what we have to be doing in the gym. So I think that's <laughs> can be applied to weights as
1: well. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that he has you do in 75% specifically Um, I, with my way, I go incrementally based off of whatever I'm doing. So like rack pulls, I start with two plates on each side and go up by 25 pounds for each set. So I do two or I do two plates, then two and a quarter, then three and then three and a quarter. So that's how I incrementally go up. I don't base it off a percentage or anything like that. Um, and that's how I've always done it. You know, if it's like, you know, bicep curls, I'll do five pounds per dumbbell and go up that way. I would do two and a half if I could, but the gym doesn't have two and a half pound dumbbells. Um, most gyms don't, but, uh, as far as like incrementally Vanarchy does, um, back home, it's like 30, 32.5 then 35 then 37.5, which is awesome. But most gyms don't have that. Um, so I go up incrementally based off of whatever I'm lifting. If it's a cable machine, I'll go up. 10 pounds if it's 10 pound increments but then sometimes i'll throw in a five pound plate to like kind of slowly go up incrementally but i never based off a percentage and like with the dip machine yesterday i started off with like 96 pounds or something um just to feel it out and i got like 16 i was like okay that really wasn't that hard and then i like jumped at that like I jumped like 40 pounds or something from that to the next one. And then after that, it was only like 12-pound jumps because I had to figure it out. So I kind of just based off of however it's feeling, and then I kind of go up from there. And whenever I log it, the next week, I see what I hit last week. And then from there, I'm like, okay, either I need to hit another rep or increase the rate. Wait, and then... Do the same thing the next week. Okay. I kind of hit that. Do I need to increase the reps or do you need to increase the weight? And then I just keep doing the same increments. But as far as finding something new or whatever it is, I just go up incrementally based off whatever I'm lifting. If it's a play, if it's a bar, it's most likely bigger increments than if it's like a machine or a pin or something like that. So it's interesting. He has to do 75% or percentage because that's usually like, that's like a myofibular based workout or like powerlifting based workout is their percentage. So it's interesting. Yeah,
0: it's it's progressive overload through the 75%. The way he describes it is like <clears throat> like uh the example I'll give using the hack squat still is it's a 10 10 rep set but it's something that you could do you could clear 13 to 15 reps of that particular
1: Yeah. So, so he's making sure and, you're not going to mechanical failure.
0: Exactly. But yeah. you're still progressively overloading the weight to give the intensity um for so future it, sets. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. um, I my leg day this week, um, the that I, I think I sent you the picture of the the little five pound uh, plate that I threw on. Yeah, um, again, leaving ego at the door, but using my my warm up set, which you know this this one is what I really struggle with is just the five pound plate on the hack squat. That's <laughs> it. That's that's the ego thing right there, because again, it's the yeah. warm up set for. I'm, I have to clear it for 20 and I did the base weight on the hack squat the last week for my, um, up set. So literally just taking that little five pound plate, putting it on each side. <laughs> of God, it's like, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making noises cause it's still an and it's, and it's an, an intense movement and people are looking at me making noises and I'm, there's just a five pound plate on each side. And even I had to laugh at it. And one of my buddy's girlfriends was working out next to me and she was like, you're a fucking goon.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're, I mean, it just shows that you're kind of particular in what you're lifting. You know, if you throw yeah. on like the fight, like that's so particular, like most people will even bother. They just do body weight. So like to put on the five pounds, people are like, you'd be like, all right, this guy's truly trying to go for progressive overload. And he's focusing yeah. on it. It's like when I, when I do different workouts, I had tuna five, 2.5 pound plate on the inside of the bar so that
0: yeah yeah, i i I saw that and i was i think i commented on when you did that
1: yeah and like everything all the weight outside of that was for the sets itself and it was very uneven weight it was like a 25 then a 10 then another 25 then like a five um that's just for like the actual set so that can hit a specific weight for each set but like adding that two and a half pound to the inside of the bar every single set i hit from there is two and a half pounds heavier but it looks like you're not adding much it's like damn i'm really not adding much but like you are in a sense um talk to any power lifter throw on a two and a half pound plate on the each side of their pr they can't lift it it's just it's too heavy it's five pounds too heavy so it's it's a wild thing to think about that that's like literally the threshold of how much you can lift but it really does affect your progressive overload in the, in the long term because uh, if you th- like i've talked about it before like you think about it. If you add, let's say, two and a half pound uh, plate on each side of your your bench, right, and you increase that by two and a half pounds to each side per week, then so that's an inc- that's a five pound increase every week. After a year, you'd have a two hundred fifty pound increase on your bench, technically. So that's that's five and a, five and a half plates, just about, right? So like that's like a five and a ten. That's like f- you're, so we're talking. So five, so it's five plates and then you're adding 20 more pounds on top of that. So that's kind of like two plates in a quarter and then a two and a half on each side that you're adding to your overall bench throughout the year. That's after a year, no matter what you started on, obviously that's not how the body works. You're never going to like, you can't increase that much weight that like that drastically. Like you're not going to go from 225 for your PR to 500 in a year. It's not going to happen. You're going to hit plateaus and you're going to stop and it'll get too heavy, but it's it might seem like a little bit but in the long term it's fucking a lot you know if you keep if you keep progressively increasing that amount so that's why i'm so excited about my back and doing rack pulls like my goal now is 4 plates each side for 8 within a month and then my other goal is 225 for 12 for bench in a month and then well now it's like 3 weeks but then my squat i want 315 for 12 within a month more like 3 weeks now so i've 3 weeks to increase all of those weights To that, to that rep range. The bench was the only one my coach set. he said, I want you to hit 12 for 225 in a month, but the rest of them were for myself. So I'm hoping to do four, four plates rack pull and three plates uh, squat for, for 12. That'd be awesome. And having those goals is, is fun to kind of go after them because you have to push yourself, you know, so it'd be fun going after it.
0: Well, the uh, the first week that <clears throat> I was talking with my coach, and this was before he gave me the workout plan, he did tell me that, like, my intensity has to go up, and I was hitting legs that day, and he gave uh, he had me do a leg press uh, heavy volume, so it was a uh, 30, 20, 15, 30, so mm-hmm. 30 reps, 20 reps, uh, 15 reps, um, and I had never done big volume like that before, so I just went uh i want one plate two plate three plate for each of those and i was cooked afterward like i like you know slithered out of the fucking leg press machine Uh, you know how that is like when you're dying and i texted him and he was like cool now triple the weight and i was like this motherfucker
1: (laughs) yeah no he's got a point you could probably push yourself way harder than you think you than you think you can
0: yeah and that's the case with a lot of people like they never realize what they have in the tank that's yeah. why, like, I actually love taking. Not, I, I don't take on clients. Like, I don't do any of that yet. But like, when I have people that I'm friends with that I work like want me to help them work out, I actually really love taking on women to help them do stuff because I don't know what it is. Every female friend I have does not push themselves to failure. Like it, it I don't know what it is like. I have a, I have a friend who can basically deadlift what I deadlift and yet she stops herself at like one plate and I'm like you can do so much more like come to the 315 range let's go like mm-hmm. she could do it but people they just she doesn't push herself so to failure I should say so I don't know if it's like a mentality thing between us dudes in the gym versus ladies in the gym but that's why I love taking on my friends who are female who want help in the gym because I could sit there and be like you have so much left in the tank you need to like I'm not letting you out of this machine until you give me another six reps like there's so much more that you can do and granted there are guys that are like that too but I just see it far more prevalent in uh, ladies
1: yeah and a lot of them also don't want to like look manly or anything like that so they do like kind of like the bare minimum yeah so it's all booty yeah there is that and i just fucking dude i was thinking about that during leg day and i'm like it must fucking suck to be a chick and have to focus on legs so much because they do like three or four leg days a week and i'm like i can't fucking stand one leg day let alone like three um i mean granted it's just what they are judged on but it's like I fucking hate it. I hate leg day. And I think that if you like leg day, I think you're probably doing it wrong most likely ah. because it's like, you know, it's plenty of people have told me, Oh, I love leg day. It's fun. And it's like, you're, I just don't, I don't understand how someone can enjoy something that like, you have to be kind of masochistic almost to well, enjoy see, leg day. I, I enjoy,
0: <laughs> I, I enjoy the feeling of leg day. I don't enjoy doing the movements. Like when I'm in my top set of squats, I fucking don't want to be there. But yeah. Afterwards, when I'm walking out, it's, it's almost like <clears throat> when you do a morning lift compared to an evening lift, you have your hormone levels that are, you know, increased, like we're talking about, uh, you just feel better after you do a lift and yeah. granted, you know, leg day sucks. Cause you can't really walk afterwards, but if you do that or me personally, I enjoy that feeling. So it's not, I'm enjoying the movements. I'm enjoying the feeling following.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm that's sure. fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same thing with like arms. Like I don't like doing arm days, but I like having an arm pump. So yeah. it's just not fun movements. And like, I'm talking about people who just like doing squats and like doing leg press and stuff like that. Like people who like lifting legs. It's like, I just don't think you're doing it hard enough. Cause it, fu- it should fucking suck. Like you should hate every second of it. it ha- every second of it. It sucks so bad. And you know, it, if you like it, that's up to you, but uh, you gotta, like I said, you gotta be kind of like masochistic to enjoy that because it's there's a lot of burning and a lot of pain that that comes with pushing yourself in legs um but i mean what's one thing i meant to add earlier was that you kind of have to be crazy to do this shit like you have to be kind of crazy a little bit to enjoy bodybuilding like to do do this shit like it's such a weird concept i was thinking about it the other day the concept of bodybuilding or really anything in the gym in general is let me go stress my body out so much i actually tear muscles and force my body to repair them. And at the same time, let me do it as efficiently as possible so that I can gain as much muscle size as possible. Like, it's such a fucking weird concept because you're not supposed to be doing that. We're not supposed to be lifting. Like, realistically, it's, you know, it is good for us to an extent, but like to the way that we're doing it, it is not good for us. And your body's not supposed to be stressed that way. You know, look at like anybody who's, who lives off the land in like Africa or, you know, uh any like and, green, everything like that. Like like those guys how they're built is how we're supposed to be built. Like supposed to naturally produce muscle, supposed to naturally tear muscles in order to produce more muscle and strength and endurance and all of that. Um so like when you look at these like uncontacted tribes and shit, they look skinny, but their like performance is fucking top notch because they have to survive. So it's a weird concept to be like yeah, I'm going to purposely strain my muscles so bad that I actually injure them to then regrow thicker muscle in those areas. It's just a, it's a weird concept and you have to be kind of crazy to do it. You know, have to eat the same thing over and over again and you have to keep training and not stop and then do cardio to like help you with your cardiovascular system and maybe even lose some weight if you're prepping for a show. And then for a show, you get down to such a low body fat percentage ideally that your body can't even function normally without the assistance of anabolics or hormone supplementation like you know you get below 4% we literally cannot produce testosterone below 4% so you have to take shit to produce to get what you need it's like you're getting down to such a low level that is so inhumanely like uh, like achievable Just to be like, yeah, this is the best look I could possibly get. It's like, you're not, we're not supposed to do that. Like probably like eight to 10% body fat is like ideal. Like that's probably like perfect right there. Like visible abs, not fat, you know, not skinny, but like enough to like have good performance and also like feel good below 4%. And then you like cut out all your water to lose all your fucking water and shit. And then you like pose and flex your muscles while you have like nothing in your system. It's like, this is fucking wild. It's such a weird, like, that's why we can't explain why we like this. Like, I could never explain why I like it to my wife. Like, she could never understand it. You know, you have to be, it has to be part of who you are. It has to be part of your lifestyle. Um, and that's why, like, I've said time and time again, I did it today, discipline over everything because you have to keep doing it. You have to, you can't stop doing this. It's, you're not a football player or basketball player We you can go practice and go home and eat what you want. And go back and do it again. You can't do that. You have to live it. It has to be part of, ex- of who you are as a person and to stay disciplined. you're. It's a 24-7 sport to compete. It's 24-7. I never recommend it to people unless they truly, truly want it because it is, your, it is your life and it is inherently selfish. It will affect your relationships. It will affect the way you see the world. It will affect your daily schedule. It will affect your work. It'll affect everything. So doing it in a way that assists you mentally is what is going to help with the future and you know like i said mental health over everything and if it's so detrimental to your mental health that you you just shouldn't do it at that point if it's extremely detrimental don't do it but um it is it's a very very fun sport and i love it but we have to be crazy to do it it's fucking wild if you think about it it's wild
0: we have to be mentally unwell
1: (laughs) yeah it's like to put yourself through that pain like leg day like put yourself through so much pain that you actually fail lifting the weight and it burns so bad your body stops pushing your muscles because you're gonna tear them like that's fucking wild it's such a weird concept and yet we keep fucking doing it (laughs) it's it's wild it's so weird but it's it's part of who we are. We can't explain it. Can't explain it.
0: And this is how we take out our stress. <laughs> this, yeah. this whole system that we have in place with the gym, this is how we handle our overarching topic for today, is that yeah. our stress gets relieved through what we do in the gym, even though sometimes we don't want to be there. Most times we don't want to be there. Like, we we take care of things in the gym. And uh, I don't know. I I've, I've always ever since I got back in the gym like consistently a couple of years back it's uh <clears throat> it's just been the one thing I can rely on t- day mm-hmm. in and day out um granted I'm you know a lot more mature about it now but day in and day out it's the one place that my peace is found so mm-hmm.
1: yeah good it's a uh,
0: good thing to keep in mind moving forward
1: yeah um it's definitely my stress reliever and uh it's I can definitely feel the difference when I'm when I have a rest day. That's why I like doing six days in the gym because, you know, I do need the rest, but also I don't like rest days. Uh, I just mentally need to lift. Uh, I love the mental side of things. I need to kind of relieve some stress. That's my stress reliever. Uh, I blow off all my steam in the gym. Other people have different avenues. You know, I used to do. I used to be able to do that with motorcycles when I have my street bike, but I don't have that anymore so i can't get that rush of dopamine and adrenaline and all of that from my bike so i have to find other avenues for it so other people have guns people have you know uh fucking i i want a house so i can chop down trees i think that that would help me a lot i think exerting COVID, a lot of stress started,
0: when covid started i literally made it i i cleared about I think it's twenty yards worth of trees in my parents' backyard.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wanna, I want a house so that I can clear trees. Um, I don't even know what I'd do with the wood. If we had a fireplace, then I'd save it. But like, if we didn't have a fireplace, like, I don't know what I'd do with it. I just put it on the just street. Build like, it. yeah, could, yeah. But I made a canoe um, today.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I've
1: been making a, I've been making a three-person canoe the past three months just from wood I'm chopping down because I want to stab someone all the time. It's my it's my anger release, um. Yeah, I would love to have a house just so I can chop down trees and like mow the lawn and shit, like for a stress reliever. But, um, you know, everybody's got their avenues, and mine is just the gym right now. You know, um, and I need it. I need it, especially right now with with everything that's been going on. Um, I really need to hit the gym, and um, I don't really look forward to cardio. Typically, um, sh- my shoulder day, I called it. And didn't do cardio when I normally would do cardio after shoulder day because my shoulders were just like, my joints were just killing me um, from the, from, I think it was back or arms the day before. And it was just my shoulders were just hurting. So um, I called it on cardio, but I sometimes even look forward to cardio, just being able to kind of tone out the world a little bit and just read a book um, and just kind of walk on the Stairmaster, you know, step up to Stairmaster. And it's a good time. Uh, But you got to be kind of crazy to do this shit. It's got to be part of you
0: yep but uh that's uh that's basically the best way to uh to end this conversation you got to be tapped to be able to uh handle all this so it's fucking wild (laughs) with that guys we'll uh be back next week and uh i hope you enjoy and keep listening guys
1: yeah see you guys stay lifting stay healthy keep eating we'll see you guys next week (laughs) bye